Welcome to Emotional Detox. I'm Sherrianna, and I'm so grateful to have you here today. Now, listen, guys, if you haven't already, I encourage you to go on over to SherriannaBoyle.com and subscribe to my website, because when you do, you get a download and the download you get are some pre-cleanse questions an emotional cleanse that is, they're going to help you start your cleanse journey. Now, remember, whenever I talk about cleanse, I'm referring to the seven steps in an emotional detox, which are featured in emotional detox, as well as my new book, Emotional Detox for Anxiety. Now, speaking of anxiety, (laughs) today, we're going to be talking about money, right? How many of you feel anxious and worried about money? Well, I have an expert here with me today who's going to help me out with this subject. Her name is Natalie Wynne Pace, and she is an advocate for sustainability, financial literacy, and women's empowerment. She is the co-creator of the Earth Gratitude Project and the author of of Amazon's bestseller, The Gratitude Game, The ABCs of Money, and I love this, Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is, aka You versus Wall Street in paperback. She has been ranked as number one stock pickler. The ABCs of Money remained at or near the number one, guys, investing basics ebook on Amazon for over three years. And let me tell you, that is not easy. With over 120,000 downloads and a mean five-star ranking, which is not easy as well, she's a strong believer in giving back. She has been instrumental in raising millions, millions for public schools, financial literacy, the arts, and undeserved women and girls worldwide. Her sustainability tips have helped companies, organizations, and individuals to achieve substantial savings in their annual budget with smarter energy, budgeting, and investing choices while dramatically reducing their carbon footprint. Oh, a warm welcome to you, Natalie Pace. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Sheriana. That was quite an introduction. Thank you. <laughs> wow. I'm, I, I, I'm reading it and I'm just, my heart is filling up and I'm just feeling oh. like, wow, you, you know, I mean, you are really the whole package, right? And, and giving it back and what you're creating for the world. Really, really, I'm so grateful and blessed that you are here to share your wisdom with us today. What I didn't say was your website. Could you please share that with the folks so that they can find you? Yeah, and it's really difficult. It's just my name. (laughs) NataliePace.com. So NataliePace.com. Okay, so it's Natalie Pace and it's P-A-C-E, guys, dot com. So um, be sure to look her up and grab those books. So Natalie, (laughs) why... Why is money such a trigger for people? What, what, talk to us about what is, what's happening for people? Um, why is this, can, can this be such a difficult thing 
for people to figure out or or work through or can you give us some insight on that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the first thing I want to say is, listen, everybody is going through something financially, whether they're rich or they're poor, because our entire world is kind of shifting. Mm. So understand that even um, whatever it is that you're feeling, a lot of people are feeling it. And also that there are solutions. The problem is that the solutions of today are not the solutions of yesterday, because the problems of today are very different from what we encountered, you know, 20 years ago. And people are still trying to use solutions from, I even call them last century solutions for the mm-hmm. new century. So you really have to think about everything in a whole new way. So there are solutions. I'm just going to tell you, most people are very private about money. So mm-hmm. we'll never know who is uh, anxious and who is not. But being someone who works personally with individuals to try to fix their um, their budgets and also to protect their retirement and their assets mm-hmm. and also to get them out of debt. Um, so people speak to me, they open up their entire financial statements for me to look at. And I can just tell you that um, I, you know, I, I know billionaires and I know thousandaires and I know people that um, have uh, more in losses and debt than they do in assets. Mm-hmm. And all up and down the spectrum, everybody is concerned about money. So the thing is, is to rethink mostly your basic needs. Mm-hmm. I always say, if you want to fly, you have to lighten your load. So mm-hmm. you have to rethink. Okay, I got, I got to repeat that. Okay, that was, that was too good not to repeat. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to fly, you got to lighten your load. And that means take it down. Simplicity or what do, you, what do you mean by that? If you want Actually, to fly. Yeah. Okay. So I'll give you my own personal story. Mm-hmm. I, the reason that I'm in this at all. And I, I'm, you know, I was listening back to all the things that you were saying that I've done. That's a 20 year journey. Mm-hmm. If you go back 21 years or 22 years, you're going to have a, a, a young single mom yeah. whose home is underwater who is not able to pay bills, who is desperate and anxious about money. Hmm. And I just, and I was reading all the financial books and they're saying, cut out cafe lattes and blah, blah, blah. And and I was like, look, I haven't had ice cream with my son for years. So don't tell me that I'm, I'm, this is a a problem of me being a shopaholic or not being frugal enough because that is not what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And so I just figured, you know what, I have to figure out something that's not in the books. And wow. so I knew that it was a one, one side of it was that I had to earn more. And the easiest way to earn more if you already have a job is to earn money while you sleep. In other words, to learn how to invest your money better. Mm-hmm. And the second way, I knew I had to cut my expenses. Now, I was as lean as I could get. The only way I could cut expenses further was to team up with another single mom. And we were able to get a bigger place in a better neighborhood for about a third less. And I had babysitting and she had babysitting and she cooked one week. I cooked the other week. And in that space where finally I could breathe, Hmm. that's when I launched the Women's Investment Network. That's when I met Steve Forbes. That's when I became the number one stock picker. That's when this whole journey started, right? Holy smokes. Yeah. This is amazing. So, I mean, just, just to, just to go back as I, that what you said about your situation that you were in, 
So you were you were in debt, and can you just repeat a little bit of that, just because yeah. I, I just have so to kind of take I, that in. I was in debt. My yeah. house was underwater. I in, I inherited the condo. My ex husband took the four hundred one k. The, but the condo was underwater. So in other words, my mortgage was higher than the value of my condo. And I really needed to get into a different neighborhood because the middle school that my son would be going to school was really bad. And mm-hmm. literally two miles away, it was a blue ribbon school. So, and my, my ex-husband wasn't going to help us to put him in private school. So the difference was dire, right? Wow. Yeah. So anyway, and, um, and, you know, I owed property taxes, all the things that happen when you start getting behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. And, okay. You know, it was, so, I was so anxious that I had to wait to pay bills until my son was with his dad because I knew I would be crying. Wow. Yeah. That, that's, that's pretty, that's very, sounds very, very difficult. And, and so you read everything and decided. (laughs) (laughs) And then threw it all out because it was worthless. Yeah. And, and we do, we hear so much about this and then you realize I need to earn more and, and that meant some investing and, I need to cut expenses. And that's when you went with another, another single mom and, and boy, does daycare just, I remember the days where it was like, I went to work and I just hand my paycheck over. Here you go. Yep. <laughs> I'm yep. just, I'm just, a, it's just a place saver, right? Just holding my spot in the workforce so that when my child's school age and God forbid, I have another child, <laughs> then, then I can go back into that slot again and me, yep. and then you just basically work for the childcare. So Wow. So then what? So then how did you, how did you climb? So the, the investing, cutting expenses, what else that you that's, learned? But that's, by the way, that is enormous. Yeah. So if you have, yeah. you know, 30% more in your budget, hmm. and then if you have your childcare taken care of, yeah. and then if you have uh, somebody else, that is cooking for you, you know, half the, half the month. Yeah. That's huge. Then on the other side of the equation, and this is really key, especially right now Mm -hmm. is all of that was happening um, in late 1999, early 2000. Mm -hmm. And August of 2000, I actually was able to sell the condo for a profit. And then I was able to move into the better neighborhood with this other single mom. Mm-hmm. I had extra money in the bank from the sale of my condo because it was now worth more than the mm-hmm. value of my mortgage. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the bank put me in touch with their certified financial planner. And he told me that I should um, give my money to him. And by the way, I was going to have to give him a little bit of my paycheck every month because he was making an exception for me. Blah, mm-hmm. You know, he's doing all that sales speak. Yeah. When he told me what his plan for investing was, mm-hmm. again, I was not... I was not financially literate then, but I was like a lot of us, I had Mm. common sense, right? Mm -hmm. I said, you know, we've been eight years in a bull market, Um, all those dot-com stocks, they've been cash negative for five years. Mm -hmm. I hate Enron. Why are you going to put me in them? Um, Mm -hmm. I know that telecom is cooking the books, you you know, 25 cents a minute down to four cents a minute. There's no way they still have profits. Mm -hmm. And he was telling, when I first arrived, I was the most beautiful woman on the planet. I was so smart. Mm -hmm. And by the time I started, you know, kicking back against these questions, 
all of a sudden, you know, I was so stupid and why was I going to keep my money in the bank? And when it was going to be earning less than inflation, that was a lie. And, you know, how, you know, why would I operate on myself and pretend I'm a surgeon when he was the professional? And by the way, he was a salesman. He's not a professional. So whenever you start getting these lines, you know, that is just not true. So I started educating myself instead of giving my money to this person. If I had given him my money, Mm -hmm. I lost all of it. I know his plan and his plan, Enron bankrupt, uh, telecom bankrupt. All these companies were bank. AOL lost 80% of its value. So I would have gotten in such, I, I, and, and by the way, he would, he, you know, he wasn't going to give me my money back. He wouldn't have cared if all of a sudden I was destitute. That's because his job was to sell. So bottom line is I started educating myself. And in 2001, I invested a lot of money and I tripled my money within four months. That will change your life. Yeah. Yeah. That'll get you out. Mm -hmm. That'll, That'll get you up for air. Right. Wow. So it sounds like you just really educating yourself. And I'm sure the more you got educated, the more you realize, man, this guy is, is really take it potentially could take me for a ride. Right. And well, actually what I realized is, uh, which I think a lot of us don't understand. I thought when they have all those letters behind their name, that they were really educated and they were really ethical and that they had a fiduciary responsibility to be honest with me and to do the right thing by me. And what I realized was, is that a big piece of the entire financial services industry is built on sales, Mm. not on wisdom, not on what's best for the client, but on sales and commission. And that was what led me to becoming such a strong advocate for financial literacy. Wow. This is amazing. So you have someone at home right now who's hearing you, who's, who's relating and saying, wow, this is, this is, I, I, this is so inspiring, but they're stuck, right? I don't know if I could even pick up a book and look at it. I don't know if I can even handle, you know, I mean, get overwhelmed. I mean, some of these books are, I imagine your book, it says the ABC. So I imagine you, you want to tell us a little bit about how you're different than other books. This is stuff that we should be taught in high school. Mm -hmm. And literally protecting your retirement is easy as a pie chart. And getting a right, a budget that's going to work for you is called the Thrive Budget. The, um, the simple premise is when you can reduce your survival needs, your basic mm-hmm. needs to 50% of your mm-hmm. income, then you have 50% to thrive. You have 50% where you can start investing. You can start educating yourself. Education is the highest correlating factor with income. You can have fun. That's going to increase your health. Health is one of the biggest expenses any of us have. Uh And by the way, getting back, trimming back um, your expenses, that's smarter choices. It's not even a change of lifestyle. When I went and teamed up with the single mom, I lived in a bigger place in a better neighborhood. Mm Mm-hmm. 
right? It wasn't a worse, um, a worse standard of living. It was a better standard of living. So when, it, so yeah. it's not necessarily not because people do think that, oh God, my life's going to suck. I'm not going to be able to do anywhere, go anywhere, do any, you know, have any fun. So you're saying you can still have that, have fun because it's important for your health to do things, but be smart about it. I'm saying that when you stop making everybody else rich at your own expense, Ah. then you're going to be able to start thriving. And the key here is wisdom, not, Mm. I mean, I'm not, look, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be frugal. I'm saying most of us are not shopaholics. Most of us are not suffering from spending on things. Almost everybody I know that comes to me with a budgeting problem they are, they've trimmed all the fat out of their budget mm-hmm. where they're getting killed is health insurance mm-hmm. in car insurance in transportation costs in housing costs. Yeah. You like, if you're a Gen Z or a, a millennial and you graduate from college with a boatload of debt, your student loan payment is probably more than you're going to make. Yeah. True. So yeah. you forget about all the other things. If you manage to get a good enough job where you can afford your student loan payment, then yeah. maybe you can get into a little tiny micro housing unit and um, hopefully you can take the train. You definitely couldn't afford a car. And right. then you're still going to have to put um, food on credit card. Yeah. So what are the solutions here? They're wisdom. Yeah. You have to rethink everything. And there are yeah. solutions out there that people are employing. So what do you mean by, you know, it's, it's interesting because um, my oldest daughter earned a trade. She's choosing not to go to college and she got her cosmetology license and just got off the phone with her like maybe an hour ago. And she was working at more of a franchise mm-hmm. kind of a quick in, quick out kind of place. And, um, and so she just got a job at this upscale, upscale salon. So we were actually talking just about an hour ago um, about the commission and, okay, if you're going to make this commission, then you get, you know, and it was really fun and I could hear the enthusiasm. What do you mean about stop making everybody else rich? You're talking about investing. What it, can you share more about that part? Yeah, so if you are um, healthy, and you rarely go to the doctor, you, chances are you are overspending on health insurance. Mm. So a lot of people could be getting yeah. the highest deductible. They could be saving literally thousands or maybe even tens of thousands every year. They could have their own health savings account so mm. that they could uh, save up for that deductible. It might take two or three years to do it, but you're putting your own money in there that you haven't given the health insurance company. So you stop making the health insurance company rich, you pay, you know, half or even less in health insurance, you have the same exact benefits, but a higher deductible, your deductible amount is in your health savings account, that gets a tax credit. Once you get two times the amount of your um, deductible and co-insurance, you can start, I, I say that, that's not the rule that the IRS gives you, that's the rule yeah. I give you. Yeah. And you can start investing it. Wow. Right? So that's one way. And that's huge. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so funny because my, when I was growing up, my parents never got health insurance. I mean, they got health, they got insurance for us, for the kids, but because they were employed, you know, they were self-employed, they said, you know what, we're going to roll the dice. Now, now, you know, a lot of states, they require you to have health insurance. Um, That's fascinating. 
Yeah. Absolutely fascinating. That's been around for at least 16 years and most people still don't even know about it. You know, that's what drives me crazy is that a lot of these solutions people do not know about yet. So, also, so can you walk us through those steps again? So if you, if you want to change the way you're doing your health insurance, yeah, so step one, thing, two, three, yes. Yeah. If you are, if you are not healthy, but even if you're not healthy, you should do the math on this. Okay. So oftentimes what people do is they just get the health insurance through their employer or they just get a health insurance and they just get whatever they're offered. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what you want to do is you want to ask about the highest deductible. Now, again, remember, that the person that you're asking is probably a salesman. So you're going to cut their commission by doing this. Mm -hmm. So you cannot just go by whatever they tell you because they might not be telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. First off, yeah. so if you can, if you are decide that you want to go to the highest deductible, then yeah. you're going to go to a brokerage. I would not recommend going to the insurance company um, because you want to be able to. Once you get enough in there, you want to be able to invest it. So a brokerage okay. like Schwab, TD Ameritrade, yeah. Trade, E Trade. I would recommend online discount brokerage because they usually have lower trading fees, and they usually have um, more options for you. Okay. And you open up an account with them. So yeah, it's called a health savings account. There are many kinds of health accounts. So you want the health savings account. That is one. You get a tax credit for it. I think if you're an individual, you can put in like 3,500 per year. By the way, most of the time that's going to be funded by the savings you have by going to the higher deductible. Wow. So again, that's keeping your money instead of making the health insurance company rich. I love this. And then you also get a tax credit for it. Awesome. Yeah. That is fantastic. Okay. Can you give us something else? (laughs) I love this. This is awesome. Stop making everybody else rich. Let's do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Make good choice, smart choices, right? Well, and get educated, get our book, obviously. <laughs> all four. No. Yeah, all four books, yes. The, the newest one is the ABCs of Money for College. So if you're a parent or if okay. you're a teen or a tween or a college student, you definitely want to get that. Okay. But um, I want to go over to the investing side real quickly, and then we can come back to budgeting. The truth is, remember I said, okay, so a budgeting problem or anxiety around money, the solution is actually rather simple. The solution is earn more, spend less. But in order to earn more, it's not necessarily taking on an extra job. So Mm -hmm. I want to just give you um, a simple idea about this. Yeah. The way earned income is the highest taxable thing. Like if you earn income and you earn a boatload of it, like football players, as an example, yeah, they could have 38% of their income go straight to Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, if Warren Buffett, his income is taxed at 15% or less. Mm-hmm. So invested income, passive income is taxed at half or less mm. of earned income. So that's another piece of the equation is that when you're thinking about stop making. What do you mean by passive income? What do, what do you mean by income. that? Um, the, the invested yes. income. Okay. So it's just another term for that. Yeah. So passive income means income you earn without working. Okay. Or gotcha. As I, I put it in another way, I put it money while you sleep. Money while you sleep. Okay. Yeah. So, want to so, so how does the average person do money? Get, get the investing. 
Obviously. Yeah, so uh, yeah. the average person actually already is invested. They may not know it. So they may be having a life insurance plan that's invested for their behalf. Mm-hmm. You have to read that because life insurance is like being a renter. If you can't pay it, then it goes away, mm-hmm. right? If you actually were putting that money into your 401k or your IRA and investing it, here's the key. If you take 10% of your income and you put it in a tax-protected retirement account, you're going to have as much money as you make annually within seven and a half years. And within 25 years, your money is going to make more than you do. That's based on an average 10% annualized gain, which is what stocks and bonds have done over the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line on that is very simple. You have to, even if you're in debt, even if you're anxious about money, mm-hmm. you really have to start by saying, I'm going to put 10% into my IRA or my 401k religiously, and I'm going to learn how to invest it. You do need to read the ABCs of money and you need to take a look at the pie chart in the back so you know how to properly invest it Mm -hmm. because right now everything's at an all-time high. So if you just, you know, go out there and pick a bunch of things to invest in, you might have losses. Right. Right. Which I can imagine scares some people and scares investing if you've had a bad experience with that in the past. And I do want to say one last thing is that my easy as a pie chart nest egg strategies earned gains in the last two recessions. Most people lost more than half of their retirement. So right now, as we enter the 12th year of the bull market and the economy is definitely starting to weaken, those of you that have a 401k or an IRA, it is critical yeah. that you read my um, ABCs of money or attend a retreat or call up and get a second opinion from me because there's too much at stake just to have buy and hope. That has not worked in the last two recessions. It's very unlikely that it'll work in the next recession. Wow. So you have to have a time proven plan. Wow. So I'm thinking of people who have a lot of anxiety and they freeze and they hear all of this and they get, there's a part of them that says, wow, I got to do this, but they're frozen, right? They, they have, they want to move forward. What have you seen? Have you seen any examples of that with clients you've worked for? And and do you, do you feel again, I'm, I'm imagining just more support maybe, or what are your thoughts about someone who's feeling like, ah, where do I begin? I'm going to answer that real quickly by reading you one testimonial of someone who comes top of mind. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Because, you know, whenever we have people um, that come in and make big shifts in their life, Mm -hmm. I always ask them to give us a testimonial because their words are better than anybody's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hang on. And I and I imagine, I mean, you you are incredibly knowledgeable. I think it's great that you have the story of where you've been and you can show people I'm not I'm not just I'm not just educated. I've been through it. I've been yeah. on I've been on both sides. And I think that really makes a big difference. And also building up trust with whoever you're working with, right? If you're, if you're worried about if I'm going to get screwed or not, that's going to keep you paralyzed. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to read two for you. So this one comes from a couple and um, it's AC and AM. Mm 
Mm-hmm. We asked Natalie Pace for a second opinion on our investment portfolio. And by the way, when they came to me, they both looked like they were um, like they've been, I don't know, they've been through a war. They were pale and mm-hmm. they were visibly frightened. And so that's that that was their mood when they came in. So they said, um, would you give us a second opinion? I researched, this is their words now. She Mm -hmm. researched and reviewed every stock and fund. She then explained to us in plain English how we were positioned in the market and how high our risk exposure was. Her knowledge was so profound that we decided to take her retreat in Arizona. My husband was still quite skeptical, but 20 minutes into the retreat, he turned to me and said, thank you. Stocks and investing are no longer rocket science. We are finally able to take control of our money. We give thanks just about every day that we met Natalie. I feel like I live on a different planet. I'm so grateful. Thank you for changing our lives, our peace of mind, our future, and our vision of what is possible, not to mention our stomach acid. We made a tectonic shift with you. Anyway, I didn't read that because I want to toot my own horn. I read it because I want people to understand. It's just like if you get sick, you go, you you know, if you get sick, unless, you know, your doctor mom and you've seen this kind of illness a million times, sure, you might be able to treat yourself. But sometimes things come up that you have never encountered before. And what do you do? You really have to go to somebody who can look at what you've got and tell you, hey, this is what's going on. And and here's what you need to take to heal yourself. Well, fortunately, over the past 20 years, I've seen a lot of what's going on. I've had to diagnose a lot of uh, fiscal illnesses. And fortunately, the the solutions are there and they're time proven. Wow. Amazing. That that was a wonderful testimonial. Really felt it. Yeah, you know, it made me feel a little teary, in fact, of just hearing that, hearing those folks feeling that way. And it is so incredibly stressful. I mean, it really it can yeah. be debilitating. It can it can create such conflict, ruin relationships, people fighting, right? Over money. Someone dies and they're like, I want it, I want it. And it just tears families apart. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't this be a nicer way to go, guys? Right? Rather than wait until somebody dies and then seeing what you know, it's just it gets ugly. I have a lot of clients. It just gets really ugly and it's not worth it. It's not yeah. worth it when you have these tools and resources and, and people like Natalie out there who, and is far more empowering. Yeah. And, and right now, you, you know, even if you think that you're, a lot of people, look, a good financial advisor slash broker salesman, if they're doing their job right, they have you thinking that they're your friend. And that's what I get a lot is that people will say, well, I'd like you to take a look at this. But honestly, I really trust my advisor. He's our friend. Mm, I had yes. another another yeah. couple and mm. they felt that way about their advisor. I actually sadly had to, um, I asked them to write about their experience yeah. because what happened was I took a look at what they had and I said, not only I said, this is a salesman and he has sold you some stuff that he told you was safe that are very high risk. Mm. A year ago, they tried to start the process of getting out of some of those really high risk investments. Mm-hmm. A year later, they still haven't exited it. And that, that friend yeah. no longer returns their phone call. Oh, yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I'm thinking of, I I know we we only have a little bit more time, but I'm thinking of parents and 
I, I have clients, honestly, who don't go out to dinner anymore because everything they work for is paying their kids college tuition. <laughs> and these kids, you know, any, any, a couple of questions. One is any advice for parents, you know, on uh, getting prepared to support their children going off to college and any advice for that for college students that you would give? Yeah. So again, the, the ABCs of money for college, I think it might cost you $4 as an ebook. It might cost you 10 bucks as a paperback. Okay. So my, my personal story and my son's story are that we got a better education from a better college for half the cost. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is that you have to understand again, that a lot of the ways that everybody is thinking are flawed. Mm-hmm. First of all, you know, a lot of people, it, the, it's, it, there's a competition to get into college, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we have all these college admission scandals. And yeah. so what people do is that they, they really grind, grind, grind to get a high SAT. And then they grind, grind, grind to, you know, go and apply to five of their favorite choices. And of course, they don't get into the first four. So they settle for the fifth mm-hmm. and they just go. Mm-hmm. That's not a plan. There there are many, many things. So first off, if you're at that point where you're in that, in that cycle of it, where you're, you know, just before or right near college, Mm -hmm. you have to read the ABCs of college now because Mm -hmm. crafting a plan that's going to work for the next five or six years is critically important. It's something it's between, I'm sorry that I'm, I'm not going to get the statistic right on the head because that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, but it's something like between 40 to 60 percent of uh, it might even be as high as 60 percent. I know it's higher than 40. OK, do not graduate. Do not graduate. Do not graduate. Uh, well, I believe it. I, I so, actually. I, yeah. So I believe you, it. Yeah. yeah. So you have to start out with a better plan mm-hmm. and just to keep shoving it down their throat that they're going to go to college and they're going to yeah. go to the, the fifth choice. And then they're, they, they have to decide what they want to do. That's just not the way life works. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, like I said, take me for example, you know, yeah. I started out as a singer and a classical pianist, mm. and then I ended up with a degree in literature, and now I am a financial literacy and sustainability expert. <sighs> right? So, knowing what you're going to do can change. <sighs> And forcing an 18-year-old, and by the way, taking on debt or just spending a quarter of a million or half a million dollars on an 18-year-old who has been in in play world all their life. I'm not saying that they were playing all their life, but academics is not real life. So they've had nothing of real life. No exposure. No exposure. And now you're going to force them to be an adult and you're going to take, go ahead and spend 25 to $50,000 for them to go to their fifth choice. There's no real plan, but they're going to have to figure it. That's not really, that's desperation for you. And that creates a lot of anxiety because when they, when they're held and it's like having a little security around them, you know, we'll hold you together. We'll hold you together. And then, and then we'll let you go. And it's like, and then they're there and they're like, Oh my God, this is a lot more than I thought it was going to be. And, and like you said, a lot of them will drop out. I'll give you an an example, which is 
um, it's sad, but it's not so sad because the outcome is good. So mm-hmm. one of the women, I, so I, I got to, you know, I always get people to write the forwards to my books, right? People I really mm-hmm. respect. So yeah. One um, one of the guys who wrote the foreword to my book, he's actually a MacArthur genius. He's an economist at the University of Chicago, and he specializes in what's called microeconomics. So he specializes in, you know, college and, um, you know, housing, all the things, medical care, all the things that matter to individuals. Mm-hmm. And he, he wrote the best foreword, and he really believes that this is a critically important book for today. Yeah. The other person who wrote a foreword is the mother of four boys, three of them in college, and one's going to be in college within two years. Her oldest Uh son was three years in. They were uh, sending him to his fourth year, and he kept telling them everything was okay, everything was okay, but he was not going to class. And Uh, so he dropped out in his fourth year and there was nothing they could do because he had done it without telling them. He had lied to them. Now he went and he moved back home. Now, by the way, when you drop out, you don't have the degree that you were paying for, but you have the college debt. Absolutely. Right. Yes. He went and he got a job that he actually likes. Mm -hmm. He's paying off the debt. He's living at home because they have to do that in order to pay off the college debt. And they're rich. They, she gave him a lot of money to go to college. So he doesn't Mm. have as much debt as most people. So what I'm saying to you, whether you're a parent or a student um, or even a tween or even an elementary person that, you know, everybody's saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm saying Mm. to you is that, you know, you, this, this has to be a more fun. Yeah. be um, driven from the 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 teen or tween or child's natural gifts talents and passions yeah Um, and it's not going to be SAT I have to go where wherever they'll accept me that is not the way you should be doing this and you should be and from a parent standpoint you should also be starting early so as I'm saying Um, when we're talking about the thrive budget, if you, you know, if you stop making the health insurance company rich, if you get smarter and stop making the tax man rich, if you get smarter and you stop making the gasoline station rich or in the utility station rich or the car manufacturing company, all these things you can rethink housing even. Yeah. So when you do that and you have 50% to thrive, well, right. 10%, 10% of your budget will go for education. That should be going into a college fund for your yeah. kids. Or it can go into even um, a dependent IRA once they are start working so that you have more, like you're going to have more flexibility in the dependent IRA than you will in the college fund in case they, like your daughter, well, even your daughter when she, was it a daughter, right? Who went to cosmetology school? She, she did that in high school. Oh, she did. She so, went to a trade school. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. So the, the uh, college fund would go for that. So, yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah and, and, and she did dip her toe, but it, she dipped her toe at a community college level, which was yeah. perfect because it just gave her a little taste, just enough for her to say, nope, not for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, without sending her off and packing her up and looking for housing and, you know, just... Yeah. Take your time. And so what I'm hearing from you, Natalie, is the old systems, the old ways of thinking and doing things are gone. <laughs> they, don't, they don't work, right? That's, yeah. So, and, and, and if we can, let's give it, um, let's give it bold language. So we, okay. I, last century's thinking 
doesn't work in the 21st century. Oh, does everybody hear that? I hope last century thinking is not working in the 21st century. And so it is time to, for an upgrade, it's Mm -hmm. time to, to look at things in a new way. And I I obviously get, get our books get her books and you do retreats, maybe a retreat with your, even with your child or not your child, but your, your adolescent who's getting ready to go off. And there's so much opportunity here. This was amazing. Amazing. I'm so grateful and hopefully we'll have you back at some point. And if people want to email me and if you have questions and you want me to have her back on, just tell me that, or you can reach out to her direct so any final words or anything you want to share with our folks? Yeah. I, first of all, I want to tell every one of your um, listeners that I do have a free gift for you. Mm-hmm. So we have an audio program. It's based on my book, The Gratitude Game. Mm-hmm. And basically, um, so you can, you can just email us at info at nataliepace.com or reach out through Sherriana and we'll give it to her and she can pass it on whatever you want. Our phone number is Mm 310-430-2397. The gratitude game. So you're going to wake up each morning and simply have a mantra. Mm -hmm. And it'll it'll take about five minutes of your time, either while you're eating breakfast or putting on your makeup or getting dressed. Listen to it. it, Again, it's an audio program. And Mm -hmm. um, throughout the day, you're going to think that mantra. It's going to shift how you act, Mm -hmm. but it's also going to be planting the seeds of wisdom that you need to start walking a new path. Mm -hmm. And you can then um, follow it up with the longer program in the gratitude game, the book. I I recommend that in an audio book. You will need the ABCs of money as kind of like the textbook. But if you really want to transform your life and if you have a 401k or an IRA to protect, Mm -hmm. then you must come to a retreat because we need to get this done now. When's your next retreat? The next one is February. It's um, the week mm-hmm. before Valentine, Valentine's Day in Florida. Mm-hmm. It's beachfront, so it counts as a <laughs> And how about after that? Do you have one planned yet or mm-hmm. not yet? Which- yeah, so April is in Poundbury, England, and that's our Earth Day and, and also Financial Empowerment Retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Charles Eco City, so it's really special. Um, mm-hmm. June is uh, Santa Monica, California. And then October in Arizona. Now, nice. the, the Arizona one is interesting because um, it's, a, it's slightly bigger. Those other retreats I said are boardroom retreats. So you have a lot of one-on-one access with me. The Arizona yeah. retreat is slightly bigger, so it's a little more affordable. But also, we offer half off for students. So okay. that is the one to bring your teen or your, your college student to. That sounds nice. Thank you. So thank you so much for sharing. This was extremely valuable. Everybody go get her books and um, hopefully, you know, hopefully maybe I can bring, I'm thinking bringing my daughters to one of your retreats, maybe maybe October. Wouldn't that be fun, guys? Arizona sounded nice to me. (laughs) All right, guys. So thank you again for showing up to Emotional Detox. And remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Until next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the Emotional Detox live group coaching sessions and all of Sherrianna's books, go to sherriannaboyle.com.